Blog Talk Radio. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 623.18. What in the world is going on in the tutoring industry? Do you wonder how to expand your tutoring business? Are you ready to take your tutoring business online? Are you looking to become a better tutor? Get ready for the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Alicia Alice Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to move forward with your tutoring goals to manifest your dreams of building a successful tutoring practice. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help tutors and tutor business owners worldwide. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of tutoring, coaching, education, and leadership. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in academia. The Tutor Outreach Radio Show starts now. Here is your host, Dr. Elise. Radio show. My name is Dr. Elisa Holland, but people around the world calls me Dr. Elise. I am also professionally known by my former name, Dr. Elisa Holland Johnson, and I'm a mom, real estate agent, thought leader, international intuitive life coach, researcher, and radio personality through the Tutor Outreach Group, which can be found at www.thetutoroutreach.com. I help tutors and tutor business owners build heart-centered global learning organizations to serve humanity, whether it is in the local community, face-to-face, or online in the field of education. As America's number one tutor business training company, the Tutor Outreach Group is a professional organization for tutors, teachers, college students, and other small business professionals who want to start either a home-based tutoring business or tutoring company, get clients to grow their tutoring business, improve their tutoring repertoire, gain insight into leading and hiring for a global learning organization, strategically grow their tutoring business based upon their own life purpose. The Tutor Outreach Group provides premium resources and networking opportunities throughout the year. And, of course, I'm available for group coaching through one of my tutoring mastermind groups in the USA or Canada. Stay with us for the next hour and let us help you experience what is going on in the tutoring industry and just overall pearls of wisdom and intuitive insights as it relates to you on your tutoring journey. Each fourth Tuesday of every month, we have our regular show with special guests from around the world, or I present tutoring strategies, tips, pearls of wisdom, and intuitive insights to help you on your tutoring journey at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. 
If you have been following my life's work, then you know that I have boatloads of experiences in the education industry and still serve to help humanity. It is my passion to empower others and helping them take control of their learning and their lives. I see my role as a merchant of hope to others as they travel on their own academic journey. As the Spirit guide me, you may also notice some special or bonus shows on our upcoming schedule, so stay tuned. I have some spiritual messages that I will share with you at the end of our show today. Whether you're a regular listener, long-time listener, or you just found out about the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, we are so glad that you are here with us. We are very excited to take some of your calls for free tutoring advice or just to answer your life or academic question. You can call into the show on 646-668-2562. Again, that number is 646-668-2562. Send us a private message in our chat room. Give us your name and the area code you are calling from and what you want to speak about so that we can make sure we address any of your questions. Stay tuned with us for the next hour as we have a special guest on the call. Today, we have Ariziki Finio, founder and director of The Stimulus Effect. She will be sharing pearls of wisdom and advice for tutors on what it takes to build a learning organization that is part of the solution of building the home-school connection. In this context, it's the home-tutoring connection beyond the tutoring session. I met Ms. Finio in person at our Phoenix Arizona Tutoring Conference last year. She was very passionate about helping families, the the community, and fellow tutors, and I am truly honored to have her on our show today. Before we get into the rest of our show, let me just share with you a little bit about Ms. Fino. Ms. Fino is an educator dedicated to building enriching, inclusive, and engaging learning environments, which enable all students to realize their greatness, and redefine possibilities. Ms. Fino earned her bachelor's in finance from Temple University and her master's in educational administration from Teachers College at Columbia University. Ms. Fino has taught math, English, and other subjects across the country and overseas, including a six-month assignment in South Korea, where she worked as a K-12 English teacher and a business instructor at Korea's second largest asset management firm. However, after leading after-school and academic support programs in Los Angeles and New York, in which she served some of the most disadvantaged students, Ms. Fino was driven to make a tangible impact beyond the classroom. In 2011, she began the Stimulus Effect, an organization driven to promote fundamental skills, build intellectual capital, and foster global mindsets among children and adults through in-person and online academic, professional, and cultural services. The Stimulus Effect's students raised their performance on average by 32% within three months of instruction. Ms. Fino is bi-coastal, splitting her time between Los Angeles and her native New York City. So let's welcome Ms. Fino to the Tutor Outreach 
Radio Show. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, Thank you, and thank you for the wonderful introduction. I'm so honored to be on the program today. Oh, you're welcome. So how is the weather? The weather's not that great. (laughs) It's New York. It's pretty rainy, overcast, but it's still spring, so our spirits are high here. We're okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's great news. (laughs) So, you know, we always like to start our show with asking our guest, why did you get into the tutoring industry and um, how did you get started with tutoring others? Sure, and a little bit of it was alluded to in my bio. Thanks again uh, for that great introduction. But I was actually studying at the University of California, Southern California in in Los Angeles, and I was really looking for a part-time job that would allow me to get a little money while I was still doing my studies, and I saw an ad online about tutors in in one of Los Angeles' most disadvantaged schools. And I said, okay, I tutored, you know, in junior high, high school. This would probably be, you know, a a good opportunity for me. So I went there, and I interviewed, and they got back to me about two days later, and they said, you know what, you would be a great tutor, but would you actually like to be the site supervisor for the after-school program? I was 19 years old you know, sophomore in college, I said, it's great to be an administrator at 19 years old. So I really jumped at the chance. But I saw firsthand, you know, how much uh, students, especially disadvantaged students, have to face. It had the dubious distinction of being the second worst performing uh, school in Los Angeles. It was actually the subject of a PBS special. So you could kind of get, you know, some insight into how much of it was struggling. And even though I grew up in New York, public school uh, product, proud public school product, I had been in honors classes. I, I had not been really involved in what could be, you know, seen as the worst of public education. But I saw it, you know, with that job and saw how so many kids, especially those of lower socioeconomic status or uh, students of, of recent immigrants, first-generation Americans really have to struggle. And that really made me, I think, really discover my life purpose to be involved in education. Yeah, that was really kind of like the seminal uh, moment for me. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So I know I know that in your introduction you are bi coastal. You you stay in yeah. New York in Los Angeles. What communities yeah. do you currently serve at your tutoring company? Sure. Uh we are still growing. We're a small business. We actually have uh students, children and adults all across the country and we even actually work with some expats around the world. So we have a clients in Saudi Arabia, in England, in Asia. Uh, Korea, and also Japan. But most of our clients are actually centered in Southern California, Orange County, and Los Angeles, and also in New York City. Uh, We actually just um, began two contracts with the New York State Department of Education, providing tutoring and academic enrichment. So also with arts, uh, education, very student-centered independent study education. And we're serving a few hundred students now uh, in the 2018-2019 school year, we should be serving up to 2,000 students in New York. But we're really a national, and as I said, you know, global. Uh, we like to expand even more, of course. Uh, we, we really work with students, all, and again, children and adults all around the world. But we're a mobile, so online, and also in-person company as well. 
Oh, so you just a one-stop shop tutoring company, huh? You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice way. Thank you for being so charitable and generous. Yeah, I would say that. And we work with students of all ages. Uh, our youngest student is five. We actually have our oldest student who is getting her second master's. She's 65. So we really work with wow. everybody. Yeah, we do. Again, we're still a small company. We're still growing, but we have a wide range and across subject areas and disciplines. Yeah. Okay. So why is it critical to build spheres of learning? Isn't the reinforcement students get during the tutoring sessions or what they cover in class enough? Thanks for that question. And being an educator yourself and also working with entrepreneurs like myself, and, you know, teachers, tutors, you understand that learning has to go outside the classroom. The best students are those who are able to reinforce concepts that they learn in class or doing the, during the tutoring session, between sessions. Really, learning is a, is a mindset, really, for me. It's not something that happens in a tutoring session or in a classroom. It's something that happens throughout the day at every moment. Uh, we all have to be students of uh, really of experience and of life and to really take hold of those teachable moments. So with building spheres of learning, what I really mean by that is by making sure that those concepts are reinforced at home. Parents, caretakers can take advantage of that, especially involving students' interests. So if they're into, they're into movies, okay, you know, you can write a summary about, you know, your favorite comic book. You know, whether it's Deadpool, like the number one movie right now, or, of course, The Avengers, Black Panther, The Phenomenon, whatever it is. You know, you can write, write a summary of a comic book or even better, make up your own. You know, still have that kind of narrative, you know, with a beginning, middle, and end. But, you know, be able to imbue it with the students' interest, with their experience. But it's really taking things that don't really seem so academic, but really tying that to academic principles and really making it come alive for the students. So families can really take part in that, be active in that process. Okay. Now, you know, my mind just went straight to art, music, um, food, cooking. Yeah, that's that all of part those, of yes. years of learning? Definitely. And especially, you know, when you were saying with food and cooking, people might think like, okay, you know, you're, you're baking a cake or, you know, you're making a, a, a famous or, you know, a beloved family recipe. What does that have to do with school? But as you know, you know, anybody, anybody who cooks or is trying out a new recipe, you know, you have to go by the recipe. You have to go by, you know, stage by stage. So with fractions, you know, if you have to double the recipe, maybe it only, you know, serves 12 people, but you're going to have a big party and you're going to have like 36 or 48 people. What do you do? You have to multiply that by three or four. So all of those things can really integrate the academic experience. So it doesn't have to be something that is super dry, like a lot of times what happens in school, unfortunately. We don't have as much student-centered and kind of engaging um, lessons and processes. But with those kind of things, everyday things, practical things that students can really connect to, you can still, you know, uh, reinforce, emphasize those concepts from math, reading, science even, with, uh, you know, household experiments that you could do with everyday items, it's very easy to integrate the academic experience into things and make it very fun and engaging and dynamic. Okay. Thank you so much. They're telling me it's time for a break. 
So okay. we're going to go to a commercial. You are listening to the Twitter Outreach Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest, Ms. Fino. When we come back, Ms. Fino will share with us learning opportunities in the community as well as home. What is intellectual property? It's something that you will have to protect when it comes to your learning organization. Innovation and creativity is definitely valued amongst humanity and should be protected. As a result, tutors need a blueprint to follow so that they will do exactly what needs to be done to protect their work and trade secrets for their learning organization. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland's Expanding Your Tutoring Business Series. Tutor Consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can determine what types of intellectual property that will need to be protected, create various types of work agreements for your learning organization, develop a system to maintain records of your intellectual property, build a business plan that will promote data-driven tutoring success, describe the federal laws that impact your tutoring business, implement quality assurance meetings, create an online project management system for your content team, implementing focus groups and market research, disseminating your research for your learning organization, acquire know-how for licensing your intellectual property, and dozens of other strategies you will need to protect your intellectual property. Take a strategic approach to protecting your intellectual property so that you can build a household name in the tutoring industry. You can get your copy of Expand Your Tutoring Business Volume 3, The Blueprint for Protecting Your Learning Organization, on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iGlobalEducation.com. Join our two-day participation-based symposium that will empower you to grow as a tutoring practitioner, teacher, program manager, instructional leader, tutor mentor, academic coach, and tutor business owner. If this describes you, you need to be here. Our 2018 annual tutoring conferences will be held in Phoenix, Arizona, October 27 to 28, 2018, in Long Beach, California, June 14 to 15, 2018, in Toronto, Canada, July 19 to 20, 2018. You get to decide where you want to attend, Arizona, California, or Canada, your choice. We welcome individual presentations, panel sessions, interactive roundtable discussions, and research results. We hope to see you there as another epic tutoring conference is in the making. To register, you can call 213-373-4183 or email info at tutoringconference.com or get your ticket on our website at www.iglobaleducation.com. Our 2018 conference sponsor is the Tutor Outreach Group, and you can get your ticket on their website at www.thetutoroutreach.com. We are back on the Tutor Outreach Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Ms. Fino. We are continuing the conversation about building community. If you have any questions, and please call into the show on six four six 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 eight two five six two. Send us a private message in our chat room. Give us your name and the area code you are calling from and what you want to speak about so we can make sure we address any of your questions. But before we continue, I want to make sure everyone knows how to contact our special guest. Ms. Fino, could you give us your contact information for our listeners and how can parents or adults 
sign up for one of your tutoring programs at the Stimulus Effect? Sure. Our website is the Stimulus, S-T-I-M-U-L-U-S, and Effect, that's with an E, E-F-F-E-C-T dot com. Um, for this show, we have a special promotion. Uh, you can either call us at 800-651-0701 or email us, probably the best way to get in contact. We're very quick with getting uh, in contact with parents and following up at customer service at the stimulus effect. Again, effect with an E dot com. Uh, just mentioned radio show or put that in your email. And we have a lot of incentives for even just an hour of tutoring, training, semester plan. So we have a lot of incentives for that. Just mentioned radio show in the email or on the phone. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. So how can families get ideas for developing learning opportunities at home? Sure, and thanks for the question. And really with our tutors, um, we have experienced tutors and also professionals, retired teachers, uh, a lot of whom work with us. And the best tutors, really the best educators, will give you that information. If you see that you know a kid is uh, struggling with, with math, or science, okay, this is a way that you can uh, enforce this or explore the concepts at home, like for, let's say, even something that's higher level, like chemistry and the periodic table. And a lot of kids, that seems like just a jumble of symbols. We don't really understand, you know, what's going on there. What you can do is with simple household products, like maybe like apple cider vinegar or even with soda, baking soda, things like that that you can find all over your house about um, experience could do at home and it sounds like a lot of experiments you know doing like chemistry so you can go you know on amazon they have a, sometimes things for as little as five or ten dollars with little kits that you can use to test uh different items or even you know going online and you know checking on google for you know different ways to analyze products these are things that are very some of them are free very low cost um outside of kind of like the math technical aspects, even exploring exhibits or uh, different kinds of events at school museums. So if a student is learning about the Civil Rights Movement or, you know, Women's History Month, which should be all, both of those should be all the whole year, but of course they have a month <laughs> for each of them. But you can, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we can have a conversation for that later. <laughs> but we, you know, you can go you know, to a local museum, and this is, you know, in, you know, major metropolitan areas, not just like New York or L.A. or Chicago, but, you know, any place around the country, around the world. I know we have international listeners, too, but you can pop into a museum, you know, depending, especially for students, a lot of times that's free admission, even for families, uh, you know, low-priced admission that you could go to on a Saturday, you know, to reinforce something that they learned about in school. Go to an exhibit to get some kind of hands-on uh, learning about it or hands-on experience. So, there are a lot of ways you can do that. And as I said, teachable moments. So even if you're not able to go to the museum or, you know, get a chemistry kit from Amazon or, you know, uh, from a site online, what you can do is do something family oriented at home. Maybe it's, you know, working on an art piece, you know, with parents or caretakers and brothers and sisters, um, maybe learning about animals, especially for younger kids. Okay, fine. Let's, you know, make a painting for uh, like an aquarium or for undersea creatures and have little uh, summaries next to 
each uh, animal, talk about their life cycle, what they like to eat, their habitat. So it could be, you know, things that are fun and engaging, especially that tie to the kids' um, interests, but something that's low cost and convenient, of course. Everybody's so busy. Something that could be very easily integrated into the family schedule. Okay. Now, would financial literacy fit into these learning opportunities at home? Definitely. And that is something that schools really don't emphasize enough. Even the best schools, uh, you know, they talk, you know, they do with higher uh, level STEM areas and disciplines. Well, it comes to financial literacy, something that actually helps students to live their lives way after they graduate from school. It's something that's not really looked at enough. And even kids as young as, you know, second grade, third grade, as soon as kids are getting an, an allowance, or really, even if they're not getting an allowance, once they know what money is, and kids learn that <laughs> pretty quickly, they can set up a budget. So if, if they're getting, I mean, I hear some kids get like 100 a week. I didn't get that. But <laughs> if a kid is getting, you know, even, yeah, I, I hear some of these kids are high class, get like 100 a week or 150, I've even heard higher. But, you know, even if it's $10, maybe even $5 a week, that's okay. You can break that up. You know, um, a dollar a week, I'm a total health nut, but I know a lot of kids like the candy, bubble gum, stuff like that. So, you know, $2 a week or a dollar a week for candy. Or, you know, the, uh, the, the rest of the 3 or $4 for school supplies, you know, things like that. So even if it's a small amount of money, with budgeting, definitely. And when they get a little bit older, so like eighth grade, high school, then you can start introducing that to investing. They might not have the money to do the investments, but what's the process? You know, looking at stocks, knowing how to do returns. And, again, very practical stuff that you need for the rest of your life. But, of course, with finance especially, there's so much math that's involved there. So with percentages, percent change, uh, you know, with looking at return, with return values. Later on, if you want to get into options and derivatives, you get into statistics, calculus, higher level. As you can tell, these things are scalable. So, again, it doesn't have to be something that's so intricate and so complex. It doesn't have to be something that's expensive, very time-consuming. But you want something that's definitely related to the student's interests, something that's practical, and something that is convenient both for the students, especially as they get older, and for the family, for the caretakers as well. And finance is a big part of that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, we're focusing on the community. So what are some good resources for knowing about learning opportunities in the community? And and thanks for the question. Uh, Really, the schools uh, are also very good. A lot of times the schools have special incentives what we were talking about with museums, um, learning, especially for science learning centers, especially for like chemistry, biology, exploring those areas and more technical areas. But yes, um, schools are oftentimes a very good resource, but also with Google and looking, you know, just going on Google and looking at like, uh, so learning so for science expeditions or art expeditions and putting in your city, your zip code, uh, Google especially, not to give Google a commercial. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm very familiar with and a lot of people are. Not yet. I'm not a paid spokesperson at all. But um, it's a very good uh, resource for uh, looking at different events. Again, low-cost events that you could even put, you know, in the search. So art exhi- exhibitions, science exhibitions with your city your zip code and low cost or free within seconds you'll be able to see um you know air, things that are available in your area 
and also, um, you know, sites and what their prices are. It's a really good resource. But schools oftentimes for good incentives, for uh, free offerings, uh, yeah, it's a really good uh, first stop to check out, yeah, with school sites. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. So what suggestions do you have for developing alliances with community organizations and sustaining relationships with community partners? Sure, and this is, of course, for fellow entrepreneurs, tutors, small business, small education companies. Really, you want to get to know your community. I know one of the speakers at the conference back in November in Phoenix, uh, really, that was her presentation. It talked about how she, you know, everybody in the community knows her. And really, with other small businesses, with nonprofits, so with the Boys and Girls Club, local churches, and especially with the nonprofits, too. Again, nonprofits, you would think, what would be the alliance there? But you could say, okay, if a student is signing up with them, okay, that will make you eligible for maybe 20% off for your first session or a free hour. And really just to be on the list of specified preferred providers. Um, in Los Angeles, we have um, relationships like that with Boys and Girls Club, uh, with some of the small businesses that we have, even with you know, some bakeries we have. Uh, in Los Angeles, clothing stores, even a place, you know, places that a lot of families frequent in New York, we have those as well. But just really make yourself available to committee for people to know. So you're not just, you know, a small business owner, unfortunately, as I know you know very well, well, a lot of times there's kind of like this stigma against business people for profit, uh, business people, let's see, yeah. education, they're like, why, why should you be charging for this? But as you know very well, we all know this is a very hard, <laughs> this is a very hard uh, area, discipline, we work very hard to do this, to serve your, your children, you know, to serve your students, and we, we provide quality, you know, information, quality service. Yes, we should be compensated for that. We should. So with being a community member, showing that, you know what, I'm here for the community, yes, you have to pay for my services, but guess what? I offer great things for your kid, but I also care about the community first. So by having those kind of community alliances, and also, you know, once in a while, a couple of times a year, do something that's free for the community. A learning fair uh, that, you, that you can start. You know, it doesn't have to be that big, especially for the first year. But, you know, maybe have uh, uh, maybe a hundred, a few dozen people in the community, something that's centrally located where you can have learning games. You could even have, you know, some um, local artists, so musicians, poets, something that's interactive for the kids, but something that they don't have to pay for. <laughs> that you can come and I agree. You know, promote. Yeah, it, it really helps. It really helps. And the thing is, so when they do have to pay for something, they get, oh, I remember when you had that really great learning fair, you know, a couple of months ago, and that my kid really loved it, and that was really nice of you for the community. People remember that. It goes a long way. So things like that, yeah, are, are really helpful. And, again, with social media, those, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it, it was a lot to put together. But now with social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, you can promote. You don't have to worry about, you know, taking out a big ad, you know, and promote. You can do it with, you know, Facebook and Instagram with your network and promote it and have a lot of people come without having to spend a lot of money on ads or any money, really, if you really know how to do it and, you know, have a good network. So, yeah, it's actually pretty easy to do that. And actually, we're planning one um, in New York in the summer. So, yeah, we're already okay. working. So, now, you mentioned something that was extremely important by giving back to the community and making sure that it's free. Is that yeah. where um, sponsorships will come in? Definitely, definitely. And, and it, again, especially with sponsorships, and this also helps with the community types too, 
you know, local businesses for ad revenue. They can also, you know, uh, post signs or have uh, displays for their businesses too. So local business people could advertise, you know, at your event definitely. And of course that also helps to, you know, foster those bonds with local business too. I mean, as, as an entrepreneur, you want nothing better than someone to help you with your business. And so if you help them, you know, with advertising, maybe people can say, oh yeah, I went to that learning fair, you know, for the stimulus effect or for, for tutor outreach, you know, where all the other ones who are listening to us right now. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing, you know, your sign there or even, you know, for your pizza place, for your bakery, whatever it is, for your clothing store, whatever it is, you know, that helps them to get clients and they can, you know, f- furthermore, I refer people to you, and because you gave them that chance, you help them get clients, so they'll pay that forward. So again, really building those those bonds. So not just with the families, but also with uh, local business owners, other people in the community, to really have those bonds. So you can really kind of, you know, help each other. You know, really have the kind of like synergistic kind of bonds to help each other with growth. Yes, definitely. Wow, that's fabulous. Community is extremely important. Thank you for sharing. And thanks so, for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for the question. You're welcome. So how can helping families and community organizations build spheres of learning, assist tutors and tutoring organizations in developing competitive advantage and enhancing their value added? Thanks for that question because some people might be thinking, I know not everybody works with schools as we do. Uh, we started out as an SES provider. As you know, a lot of the SESs um, have been phased out, uh, and a lot of them for, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, but we do still work very strongly, uh, very much with school sites. But I know not all of your listeners may do that. They might be totally private, uh, might not do that. But uh, what helps, especially with these spheres of learning, is that it makes you, you know, gives you a little competitive edge, makes you a little different from the other provider, especially some of the franchise providers like Huntington or Sylvan, some of the other ones, especially with the customized kind of aspect, that community-centered focus that uh, the stimulus effect has, and I'm sure maybe some of your listeners also have too. It says, okay, your kids are going to learn, you know, how to multiply and how to do pre-calculus. They're going to learn about history. They're going to learn about arts. They're going to learn how to write, you know, a great five-paragraph essay, you know, for their test. They'll do all that, and so does everybody else. But what, something that we do that's different is we have that um, cultural aspect that, you know, the other providers won't give you. Uh, we have that kind of aspect with the community. So also integrating, and we do this uh, with our lessons, with our sessions, um, integrating community. It's like very localized community issues into a lesson. So really giving students this broad and vista of their personal experience of what is going on in their world. So it's not just, okay, we're doing formulas, we're going through, you know, timelines for history or looking at cause and effect. We're allowing you to learn more about yourself and, and learn more about your experience. And going back to, you know, when you asked about finance and financial literacy, that's so important. With that customized aspect, with our lessons, it was not just about kids knowing how to do well and being at the top of our class, top of their classes. All of our students, at least 85%, about 88% to be exact, are getting A's and B's, top 3% of their class. But it's also, you know what? I know what's going on in the world. I know what's going on, you know, in the news with my culture. So that's something that gives them that value added, and you could premium price that too. So you know what? Because you're giving this value added, 
you can offer higher prices for you still want to be competitive, of course, but higher prices for your services because I am that much better than the next person or the big franchise that's down the street. Wow. I think when I listen to you answer that question, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that you're helping people not only with academic matters, but it's more so for them getting to know themselves on a more deeper level. And that's what we're needing. Students need to know, you know, their academic self, um, their in their social and emotional self. So um, that's really good stuff. Thank you. So what advice would you offer to tutor business owners who are interested in starting a tutoring company or learning organization on building a sense of community and sustaining relationships? Thanks for the question. And with starting a business, and, you know, you did this with the different endeavors uh, which you, uh, upon which you've embarked, you know, even with your, <laughs> with your young life, which you've done so much, is really just start, you know, a lot of time. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah, we're about the same age. <laughs> I know how it is. So, you know, for us just to start, because, you know, a lot of people will tell you, even people who love you very much, your best friends, your, your, your closest family members will say, you know, starting a business, you know, you don't know. I mean, 90% of businesses fail in the first year and you shouldn't do this. What you have to do is just start, but you know, don't try to be, you know, the biggest company, you know, starting off, just start small. All of us, and we're so, you know, all of us are working towards that. Want to be, you know, the number one, be on the Forbes list and all that. You, yes, you want to keep working towards that. But just start small. Myself, uh, with this, I, I, it, it'll be uh, 10 years in the fall uh, this year, uh, in November, that I started the stimulus effect. And what I did really was just uh, put an ad on Craigslist and say, okay, I can help you with math. I can help you with reading, writing, and just, you know, doing it on my own for about 18 months and just, you know, picking up clients and also making sure I got referrals. So when I started working with students, even with that one-on-one, when I was starting that, you know, very first time, those, like I said, first year and a half, I would say, okay, do you know somebody else who, who needs tutoring, like a friend or a family member? Or, you know, where, you know, where do you go to school? Or do you have cousins or brothers or sisters who go to school? Do they need tutoring? And not just getting with the families or, you know, close associates of your clients, but also going to the schools, you know, just popping in and, you know, talking to principals and talking to assistant principals and saying, you know, I'm a local tutor. I just started, you know, I just started a company. We just opened up, you know, down the street. You know, we do all of this. We do customized lessons. You know, are there students here who, who need our help? And the thing is, especially with school sites, which is really one of the best places to get clients, you really want to come off as a learning partner. As you know very well, school sites, um, you know, they are uh, sometimes hostile. I'll use, the word. <laughs> I'll use the word. They're hostile to tutors um, because they see kind of the competition there. You're trying to, you know, take away or, or, you know, take away from what we do. Or, you know, you're saying that we're not good enough that the kid needs to have a tutor because we're not good, we're not good enough of a teacher. It's not even that. It's just that some, especially kids who have learning disabilities, we work with them too. We have kids with ADHD, um, dyslexia, autism. We have students with autism too that we're doing very well with. You know, they need that one-on-one. They need that, that time, you know, outside the classroom. But it's also showing that I want to help you with, you know, the six, seven hours that you're working with the kids in school. I want to help you do your job better. We are learning partners. I am collaborating with you. I am coordinating with you. So with the school sites, and again, 
uh, areas in the community where a lot of students uh, and families frequent, um, you know, churches, places of worship, you know, malls, you know, just, you know, popping in there, talk, you know, talking to different business owners, um, uh, like I said, with churches or reverence, pastors, all, you know, different faiths, you know, we're all about helping education. It doesn't matter, you know, what your background is, even if it's something that you're not used to doing, um, you know, go in there and just really make yourself uh, known in the community and show yourself as a partner. So a school partner, but also community partner. I'm here to help the community, helping kids. And again, we also work with adults too. So even helping with adults, you know, polish up their reading or their math skills, this will make our community better. This will make us a stronger community. So really show yourself as an ally, as a collaborator. Right. And I I really appreciate how you're saying to look at things holistically. I just want to make a quick comment. (laughs) My life mission is to help individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit. So um, everything that I do in my professional life is to help others because I think it's important to build community. So when I hear um, the strategies that you're providing to our listeners about the spheres of learning and how to sustain relationships with community partners, I cannot tell you the importance of that. I mean, you just never know, you know, how you can help each other, and you never know what type of impact you have on the community. So thank you so much for sharing that information. Now, is there anything else you would like to share with us? What I would just like to say is that what I said before, I'm going to reiterate it. Learning is a mindset. It's Mm -hmm. an everyday, every moment process. You know, take advantage of those teachable moments. If a parent is listening, anytime that you can help a kid to explore something a little bit more, even if it's, you know, learning a new word that was mentioned on the news or, you know, looking at a mural that you pass by, you know, in your, um, in your neighborhood and just looking at something that, that some, a kid can explore a little bit more, or again, even an adult who hasn't had the opportunity to go to school as much as others and wants to advance themselves, take advantage of those teachable moments. Learning is a mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And just very quickly, again, you can find us at the stimulus effect com for incentives mention radio show on the call or you can email us with the word radio show at customer service at the stimulus com and we have incentives for uh, even as low as one hour up all the way up for training and semester plans so just leave you with that thanks so much thank you miss Pino. you are amazing that was the next thing that i was going to ask before we take a break but you covered it thank you so much We're going on a quick break. You're welcome. We're going on a quick break, and when we return, I will share with you one message from the spirit and intuitive insights from the angels. Stay tuned. Known for her radiant, a positive energy, no sugar coating, and fierce pursuit of helping tutors and tutor business owners manifest a client-centered tutoring practice outside of academia. Dr. Alice is a highly sought-after inspirational speaker, researcher, group facilitator, and intuitive coach. She believes that every child can learn in the right learning environment, and everyone has a purpose in this world. She wants to help you make a significant impact with your tutoring practice 
and she's created many ways to do that through her research, teaching, speaking, writing, and coaching. Are you ready to take your tutoring practice to the next level? To work with Dr. Holland and find out more about her, visit www.tutoringmastermind.com. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming, and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply, in-store only, and 623.18. In today's global economy, tutoring is beginning to get the respect and recognition it deserves. Tutoring can be a rewarding field for stay-at-home moms, retired workers, and people with technical skills. Due to budget cuts, high teacher-student ratios, and the No Child Left Behind NCLB Act, it's also an area that is booming for classroom teachers, whether they want to try tutoring in the classroom or start their own private tutoring practice. With these type of tutoring opportunities, it is crucial to have a blueprint to follow so that individuals can start out with good information and build a reputation as an educator that delivers data-driven results. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring, tutor consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can find your tutoring niche and predict your chances for success as a tutor market your tutoring practice to attract clients. Apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's tutoring framework for effective tutoring sessions. Apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's in-class tutoring method. Conduct tutoring consultations and master tutoring interviews. Determine the type of tutor in which you'll need to be for clients. Accurately track your client's progress. Acquire know-how for starting and managing your tutoring practice and dozens of other strategies you will need to be successful in the tutoring industry. Take a data-driven approach to either tutoring in the classroom or building your tutoring practice to help your clients. By putting new strategies and proven methods in your toolkit, you'll quickly find the path that leads to becoming a better tutor. You can get your copy of Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iglobaleducation.com. We're back on the Tutor Outreach Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected a postcard from the Spirit using the Colette Baron reed system. Let me share it with you. Dearest you, do you feel like you need to do all the work and fix everything for everyone, or you might have no value? Maybe you think you need to control everything or else nothing will get done. Be healed, be completed, etc. You may think you need to conform to what others expect of you or choose a course of action to manipulate an outcome, but we don't think that would be a good choice. How about this? Even if it makes you temporarily uncomfortable, do something different, set that boundary. Delegate responsibility to another, ask for your needs to be met, and when faced with an impossible situation or sticky, enmeshed relationship, repeat this mantra. I didn't cause it. I can't control it. 
and it's not my job to cure it. Then carry on. Feels good, doesn't it? The best part is everything just seems to work beautifully and honestly in the end. Love you so, so much. Guys, this was a beautiful message. There's a lot of things that's going on in, you know, around the world, um, especially in our industry um, with a lot of budget cuts, um, which just has a domino effect on K through 12, in, including um, higher education as well. So, you know, you may feel as if you don't know what to do, but it's just showing me here that there's just a false sense of entrapment. Um, stop focusing on the material things. Um, remove the fears and the negative thoughts about the many changes that are going on because I see that things will work out. Now, two numbers that came up as I was intuitively selecting messages here was the number 44 and the number 2. The number 44 is typically associated with an environment. And what that means is it's time to focus on, you know, your environment, educating yourself about what's going on behind the scenes. It's also a time for you to think about your current situation. In order to improve your current situation, you are being asked to adjust to and harmonize with the natural rhythm and cycles of your life. This is just cycles that are encouraging you to continue to raise your environment, your vibration, and your environmental awareness. Educate your children and family members as well as your friends. When we realize that we're all in this together, we can make a significant change by recognizing and appreciating your connection to nature, to um, being a sense of oneness. You align yourself with, with source and this essence of your soul. So the second number that came about was the number two, and it deals with patience. And basically the angels are sharing with you that it's time to stop and enjoy the present moment as nothing more can be done to achieve the outcome you desire. Rather than take action, you are being asked to evaluate your progress and clarify your dreams, which will help you manifest them sooner. Now, it's also saying that this is an opportunity for you to take the time out and pace yourself instead of making hasty plans and decisions. Failure to do so could result in stress and disappointment. So take this time here and use it as an opportunity to focus on all your energy and attention on visualizing your dreams as opposed to pushing against the obstacles standing in the way. Surrender the outcome to the spirit and get on with living your life. Allow things to come to fruition in divine order and timing. So a positive affirmation that you could use as you are continuing on your journey is, I patiently trust and surrender the outcome to the divine. 
Many of you are also wanting to reveal your true self. And what this means is your true identity of, you know, who you are and why you're here. This will allow others to know the real you so that you will be truly loved for who you truly are as a spiritual being. Now, I see many of you are trying to multitask. Um, A lot of busy times are ahead, but they're just saying that, you know, you need to kind of take charge of your schedule during this busy time and honestly assess your underlying reasons for being so busy. It's time to have a balance in work, home, as well as in school if you're going to school. But, you know, they really want you to reassess, you know, why are you so busy so that you can kind of put things in um, order for you so that you can move forward. Now, I am seeing here that there are situations where things will get better in terms of work relationships, um, you know, just relationships in general. The biggest thing that the angels share with me is that it's important to be yourself. Look at things from a different perspective. You know, this is just a temporary standstill. Things will move forward. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Tutor Outreach Radio Show. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Holland, you can go to my Tutoring Masterminds website at www.tutoringmastermind.com or find us on Facebook at the Tutor Outreach Group. I hope to see you at one of our upcoming tutoring conferences this year. If you have any tutoring questions, then join us in one of our Facebook groups. You can find that information at our Facebook page, the Tutor Outreach Group. We love having active group members. I had a wonderful time with our special guest, Ms. Fino. I hope that you were able to take away some great ideas about how to build community outside of the tutoring session. If you know of anyone who is interested in this information, then please share out this episode. Please join me every fourth Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next month on the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, I will have special guest Don Strachan, the United Kingdom's number one tutor business coach and founder of Star Tutoring Brand Associates. This is another episode that you don't want to miss. Leave us some comments and stay tuned. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Alicia Alice Holland. This hit show comes to you live every fourth Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to move forward with your tutoring goals to manifest your dreams of building a successful tutoring practice. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Holland, visit thetutoroutreach.com. That's thetutoroutreach.com.